Right, another instalment of our midweek movie mentions. What are we going to chat about this time, lads? It's a movie Weeks and I watched a couple of weeks ago now. Mm. A, a film that I recommended through seeing it once before, probably 10 years ago, but a film that stayed with me. It's called Wages of Fear. And it was a 1953 film, so quite a, quite an old film, um, black and white, obviously, directed by Henri-Georges Clouseau, and it stars Yves Montand. It was based on a, a French novel, The Salary of Fear, by Georges Arnand, and basically it's a, a film that starts out in a shit-heat, town in south america yeah. where nobody is getting out of that town the people that are, are there there's no work there's you there's mistake it for some peterport maybe something you, like that yeah, yeah. potentially a uh, mistake if it's somewhere but from the very first scene there's like a naked child playing in a puddle on the main street yeah. with donkeys and chickens and, and everything going He's around. tied together a bunch of cockroaches, which That's is right, yeah. Sam Peckinpah used the same shot for the opening of The Wild Bunch. Right, yeah. yeah. So this influenced lots of, lots of films going into it, and I think students of film have probably seen it oh, yeah. and would have taken a lot from the, the different influences. But it, it's a thriller. It's almost... In, two parts you've got the the lead in to the episode which we'll we'll chat about the the beginning of it when we watched it it was there's french there's italian there's english there's spanish it's all interchanged so depending yes, on the most scene of the, the actors characters. sort of seamlessly move between the languages some of them are better than others at some of the ac- accents but the lead in particular Yves Montand is is fantastic yeah switching between all of the different languages because there's it's sort of a this town las piedras where they are has attracted the sort of losers and desperates and possible ex-war criminals obviously this is 1953 yeah there's there's a bit of dodgy kind of feeling around the americans have made it a base as well because there's oil in them there is it kind of like a frontier sort of town almost almost in a way Um, yeah there's certainly it, that element. It, I mean, it certainly feels like a western at points in the in the movie. Yeah, middle of nowhere though. You know, I mean, yeah. it's it's the end of the the runways. That's it. There's there's nothing. It all centres around one little bar, and our our hero. I call him a hero. He's not. There's not really heroes in this film. It's Mario, which is Yves Montand, is a a good looking deadbeat though. He sponges off. His hard-working roommate, Luigi, who's always working and saving to Hang try on. and get out of the town. We've got a Mario yeah. and a Luigi. Yeah, yeah. And, and the amazing thing is that the Luigi actually wears a cap and has a moustache. <laughs> like, yeah, he, he looks... Because yeah, I said the same thing when we were watching it, didn't Luigi I? Luigi like, looks like Mario yeah. and Mario looks like Luigi. He really does. For the characters. Yeah. Predating the computer games by a good few years, though. Yeah. Yes, Absolutely. You don't, like you kind of say, you don't really know anything about Mario, who's a French Corsican, except he was an adventurer who ran out of money. Yeah. And then there's Luigi, who we see, uh, he's a tubby baker and a cement mixer. That is actually his job. And he is dying because of his inhalation of cement dust. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So he, the, the, the clock's ticking for him. And the other characters, there's Joe, who who comes in 
as the last kind of piece of the jigsaw and he's he just comes on the on the plane i'll go into him a little bit in a second but the barmaid linda who's the the director's wife vera cluzor she had a bit of vavavoom she was pretty kind of hot in in the in the scene and she was mario's squeeze really i mean she yeah. was she was fawning around him all he's the time he's not especially she? interested in no, her um no. he's quite or, or, this is quite a risque movie actually because you get several shots she's bending down polishing the floor and the camera leers on her ass like it's a michael bay movie and <laughs> yeah. there's another scene where i mean it's clearly staged so that you can see down her top so yeah. um in that bit is we talked about it at the time didn't we because maybe it's is European. It wasn't. It didn't have the Hollywood or or the the British kind of hang ups. It was a lot more free and yeah, that that's fine. Well, sounds like objectifying. Yeah. Is she just there for set dressing or is she? No. Well, she plays centric. an important role in one of the themes that I read about in the, which is the repressed homosexual bond between Mario and Joe, who is the character that potentially I wasn't sure. I, I thought that when we were talking about that during the film. I thought it was just again a European thing where they would kiss and hug and yeah, yeah. you know and there were actually as we gear up to the second part of the film we've already established it's a dead beat town nobody can get out there's no work but suddenly there's well, a the huge only work explosion. is for the southern oil company yes um, uh, this this American oil company who has an explosion or or there's some kind of massive catastrophe and accident in an oil it's where they're drilling for oil. Yeah, it's where literally, they're and for oil. they're on fire, and they, in in order to put these monstrous fires out that are going to probably swallow less piedras. Yeah, they have to dump nitroglycerine. Uh, nitroglycerine. That's pretty stable dry. stuff. Yeah. yeah. So they've got two two big lorries with no good suspension to <laughs> yeah. take full like loads of nitroglycerine. They send two because they only need one, but it's such a risky job that they're going yeah. to send two. Just one, so one an hour them, apart. I think, an hour apart, yeah. one of them makes it. Every man and his uh, dog goes for this job because although it is dangerous, they're paying around two grand, which is a hundred dollars is a ticket out of this place. Two grand makes them king of the castle, yeah. and so everybody's going for it. And it comes down to the four guys in the film. Mario and Luigi, who we've already mentioned. Joe, who is a former mob boss, yeah, so, I so think. So Joe drops into this shithole town in a white suit off the plane. Oh, the man from Del Monte. Think, wow, exactly. Man yeah. from Del Monte's come in and people are smelling money because they think he's skint. He hasn't got a, oh, okay. a, a cent. The last $10 yeah. he's got, he slips in the, the passport to give to the, the customs guy to get him into this town yeah. and he can't get out. So when this job comes up, He's he's well keen, and up until this point, he's played like he is rich. He plays it around town. He goes on, on everything's on his tab. Confidence, yeah. And he's also a mafia man, like he's the big hard man. That kind of changes as the the danger of this trip starts to unfold, and yes. then it becomes. Uh, well, we, a there's really also one other character, film. isn't it? It's Bimba, yeah. Bimba, who is possibly. An ex-German war criminal. Yeah. It's not clear exactly. His character is probably the least sketched out. Let's just say that he is. But you've got four desperate men. Their only avenue is this ridiculous plan to go and throw nitroglycerin on a fire. 
it kicks off the second half of this movie, which is just an unbelievably tense series of set pieces, basically, about these guys trying to get this hazardous liquid through along. the jungle, along this kind of path. At one point, they're not allowed to slow down under 40 miles an hour because the... <laughs> so The bus speed, will explode. Yeah. yeah, the bus will explode. So they, they have to keep this pace up, but then they and They're going to... on this newfangled thing called concrete. concrete. Yeah, yeah, they weren't sure what would happen. So. so Yeah, so they had to speed up all the way through it because there was lots of divots in the, in the road that yeah, would yeah. just give it that constant... There's the directing in this is, is fantastic, and he, he's got all the tension he can squeeze out of every scene, particularly in the in the van. I mean, at one point they to to give it away, you know, they they one of the the vans blows up, and they talk you're not a, really clear why it just no, kind of happens, it just, doesn't it? Yeah, it's, it's just, well, I think it can happen at any time. I think that you know? can happen with Nigel. Yeah, yes, yeah. it's. So, but they they talk about oh, I never liked him anyway. You know, they because they are upset and they don't want to be. So they start yeah, yeah. talking about how how they disliked the the people that were there and they never did that and they never did this. What's but, the plan for actually getting the ban? So once the, the, the payoff, how do you do that? So the, basically, it seems to me of, like you get anywhere near the show, that. They're just the drivers. If they can get it there, they've not got to worry about. Oh, someone else is going to do the Somebody exploding. else got to do that. We've got a load of people there oh, okay. already fighting fires and everything there. They just need this. Nobody's crazy enough to drive the this truck there, okay. apart from these guys. So when Mario and Joe then arrive at the spot. We've already seen a scene earlier on where Joe's sort of cowardice is revealed. They have to do like a million point turn, you know, like in Austin Powers yeah, yeah. when he's trying to turn the... Yeah. golf buggy round in the corridor he has to do that but with the truck hanging over the edge of a ravine yeah and joe sort of completely bottles it at this point anyway joe and mario arrive at the spot where the explosion took place of bimba and the other guy luigi they there's like a puddle of oil yeah in the middle that they have much difficulty crossing joe then gets out the car to guide the truck that to guide the truck through it can't stop because once it's stopped in the middle of the oil it will not be able to start again it's really quite deep you call it's it a deep. puddle yeah, it's up to I his mean, waist it's, it's, it's well yeah it's right up to his right, waist okay. good, good waist height uh, Joe falls but Mario can't stop the cr- truck so he just drives over him drives wow. over his right leg and you see it in quite gory detail He's mangled at the side of the oil pit with his leg, like you know, it's it's again, it's like something you would see in a more modern movie. Uh, it's quite graphic. Yeah, it's it's an edgy film, you know, particularly if you think it's nineteen fifties. Yeah, this yeah. film, it's even the acting though, it's it's not kind of you know polished. It's brilliant. It's brilliant acting, but you can see that it's you know some of these. I haven't developed that act, you know, that acting. Yeah, if you compare it to modern standards. If you compare it to modern standards and things. But it adds to the film and it adds to kind of tension. And the the storyline between the the guys in the film that have to partner up with with two different trucks and everything builds as well. It's It's quite bleak. Everybody dies. Mario dies. Well, so Luigi and the other guy... Bimba die in the explosion. Joe dies from his wounds of being driven over. And at once having successfully delivered the nitroglycerin, 
Mario gets a bit cocky on the way home. He's got four the... grand in his pocket because he gets yeah, to he keep gets the other Joseph, right, okay. who just died as they pulled in. He's yeah, yeah. done the mission and, and died. So He starts like weaving all over the road and then basically just drives off well, the it, edge of a cliff. It, it, much. it kind uh, of cuts to the news is obviously filtered through that they've made it. They're having a big party in the bar where he's going to be turning up and he's, oh yeah, this is great. I'm cruising along and race to the party they're all partying it goes onto the road it's a winding hilly road he's fucking around in his truck yeah which has been for a hell of a lot ill-advised ill-advised yeah. and uh, yeah and he he ends up going as well and it's um, and i wondered whether the implication was that he went over the side and hit the bar in las piedras wow. <laughs> Just, i mean it is so is, bleak I have to make an entrance yeah, well, I'm not saying, but there's little things like, you know, nitroglycerine, no smoking within 50 feet, but yeah. they're all having a go in the fag <laughs> yeah. in, the, in, in the cab. It was, you know, a real, as I say, a real eye for tension to, to make this. I imagine at the time there wouldn't have been a lot to compare it with is what we get today. And the tension you could cut with a knife at, yeah. at sometimes. It was, it was. I know what you're thinking, the 1950s. French black and white thriller sign me up but I have to say this was absolutely brilliant it, it's it feels like a really modern movie it's there's kind of a meditation on death in it there's a pretty much scathing commentary on American imperialism and exploiting countries for oil which you know still something you could possibly talk about today yeah this is a really honestly great great movie I'm so glad that you showed it to me Dan because I don't think I would have watched it in any other circumstance well, there's a, there's a few fantastic films that hopefully I'll get to nominate in in the future as well. And another one is the Treasury of Sierra, Sierra Madre, which is not dissimilar to this, and I think it was around the the same era. But regardless of the flaws, it does have flaws. It's not it's not perfect. It is a classic and highly recommended. <laughs>